This episode of the Fickle Fanboys is brought to you by Counting Worm Shop. Check out their links in the description and support some amazing local art that supports this show. The world of podcasting, some hosts just don't care. Some will say or parody anything, no matter how especially anus. In this case, that guy is Reverend Jess. Seriously, that guy will say anything to, for a laugh or even just make up shit simply to fuck with his buddy RPM. This is the story of one such incident. Hello? Hey, what are you doing? Sleeping, man. Okay, okay you, you, you gotta get up. You gotta get up right now. How the fuck did you get this number? I changed it. What Listen, just because you changed the number doesn't mean I can't fucking find you. Eh, try Listen, I have found something. I have been up for three days, and I have found something that we have to talk about. It's literally something that that has to be talked about. It, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. It 100% has to be talked about right at this very moment, and I'm sick of you dodging my calls. Listen, I get it. What happened sucked. It sucked. And, yeah, it did. And just because I was, you know, I spent, you know, last episode in Drunken Stupor doesn't mean that we, we don't have a show to do. And I promise you, what I found here today will be 100% the thing that gets us back on track. You, you say that about so many things, but you know what? Uh, fuck it. Uh, I'm willing to try anything, I guess. Um <laughs> But if this doesn't work, this is the last time I'm listening to you. I'm listen, just, listen. Just trust me. Just trust no, me. Okay? I have I when have I when have I ever steered you wrong? <laughs> you want me to make you a list? Okay, that's that's fair. Okay? But all all I'm asking you to do is please just record an episode with me <clears throat> and get back on track. Problem solved? Oh, problem solved. All right. I'll just give you just enough rope. So let's yeah, let's yeah. Okay. 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 So, so you don't need to do any setup or anything like that because I'm already recording. What? You say I'm insane? I say thank you very much. And it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Now, what do you think? <laughs> I'm going to tell you with a tear in my eye. I'm going to kick your ass. We don't ever go in against the Sicilian when Jess is on the line. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Fickle Fanboy. I am your host RPM, uh, one of your hosts. I'm sorry, Fickle Fanboys. Oh, God, this is the last time you wake me up at this ungodly hour. <sighs> welcome to the Fickle Fanboys. I am your one of your hosts RPM, and as always, the man who doesn't respect sleep or fucking personal space. Go ahead and talk, Jess. 
Hey, hey, everybody! It's me. It's your, it's your favorite co-host, Reverend Jess. This is just a normal episode, nothing weird or anything like that. So, yeah, welcome to. It's the always fic- weird with you. Yeah, you, but you know, I mean, hey, it is what it is. But you know, uh, f- fickle fanboys, you know, we're back. We're back, and, and you know, everything like that. I'm, I'm super jazzed right now. Uh, you know, it's been, uh, it's been a long, long time since uh, I sat in front of this microphone. But, uh, but yeah, it's gonna be a good time, and I think. Hey. Are you sniffing basalt again? No, 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 no. I'm I am well, well, well into uh, two years, two years clean off of bath salts. However, five <laughs> hour energy uh, mainlined into into the vein. Now that now that is a kicker, right? It's a very good kicker. Uh, but the reason that uh, that uh, we are we are joining you today is because I have found something and something that is important and needs to be out there in the world and it needs to be communicated to every single one of you. Okay, and I, you know, I know that things have been iffy the past few weeks and that you know we're we're bleeding listeners. Weeks, months. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but uh, we're bleeding listeners, obviously, uh, after the debacle with the Kevin Smith, Joe Rogan episode. But I promise you, this will get everything back on track and we won't have to worry about anything anymore. And, you know, we can actually pay the bills, everything like that. It'll be all great. It'll be all fantastic. And there was much rejoicing. You know how much I adore my sleep. So if this doesn't work, the listeners will not be the only thing bleeding. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair point. Fair point. Um, so I have been digging and I have been scouring and I have been, you know, meeting in shady alleyways with people to get the majority of the information that we have found here today. And what I have found, it will shock you. I what have you been doing in those alleyways? I haven't been doing anything wrong in the val- in the alleyways. Okay, okay, it's literally, okay. it's literally well, just I mean, money. There's it's, not much you consider wrong, so I guess that still opens it up. But listen, anyway. listen, finding the truth is what I've been doing in those alleyways, and and mm. I tell you what, it took a lot of money. I am I am I am broke. Okay, I have no I have no money left, but I have found what will be the catalyst for for what will end you know end this this dry spell, if you will of uh, creative freedom uh, that we have found on the Fickle Fanboy recently. Fickle Fanboys, now you're doing it. Yeah, that's true, that's true. But, you know, when you change your fucking number and tell me that you don't want to record the show anymore, maybe we should just have it be the, the Reverend Jess Fickle Fanboy show. The hell you say. Uh, but, either way. Um, Pry the shit out of my cold, dead hands. Listen, I, 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 I get it. I understand. I understand. But you can't just d- abandon us like you did, okay? Well, I was pissed. I'm, I'm, you know what? I don't say this very often, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just a tad bit sore after the clusterfuck. You know, I mean, eh, it is what it is. New chapter, turning over a new leaf, all that cliche bullshit. What do you got for us? Okay, uh, so it's been a while. It's been a, been a quite a long time since we sat down and talked about some good old fashioned wrestling. So it is. Oh, oh okay. Well, at least this is looking up. Well, all right. It is now that time for the first segment of this season. It is time for best of the worst of wrestling. The decisions of Vince McMahon, Cody Rhodes, the promotion that Kogan owns, and now Lava Joe's. 
They make some stupid choices that we don't understand. So now we show you the best of the worst of Brazilian. So now we show you the best of the worst of Brazilian. That's right, folks. Best of the worst of wrestling is where myself and our PM take a look and listen and, and and dive deep into the the greatest parts of the wrestling industry. This could be AEW, WWE, uh, CZW, whatever. But what I've found today is easily the worst in wrestling. And I'm not talking about heroes of wrestling. I'm not talking about Jake the Snake strung out on coke talking about, you want to play 21? No, we're not talking about that today. So, wait, we're talking about the juggalo wrestling? No, we're not talking about Juggalos. We're not talking oh, about okay. Juggalos. Oh, okay. What I'm talking what? to you about is hands down something that will shock the world beyond anything you could have possibly imagined. Get to it already, man. You, you, man it is god-awful early in the morning, and even you have me interested. Ladies and gentlemen, you may have done some digging of this on your own if you heard it in that conversation that we put up. And you may have found. You may have found. Yes, exactly. You may have found information about a wrestling Illuminati. And if you do some digging, of course, you'll only find some, you know, just stories about how the McMahons control everything and wrestlers aren't able to determine what they do for their storylines. And at the end of the day, Vince has final say, you know, even even over over Triple H and, and Stephanie McMahon and Shane McMahon, Vince has final say for everything. We all know this. And yeah, that's, that, I mean, that's kind of a duh moment. Exactly. There. Exactly. It's a very dumb moment, and it's very obvious, and it's a very unfortunate thing. And I think that's the reason that AEW is on the rise and is set to essentially kill WWE at this point. We can only help. But, let's take a moment. I want you to understand that the information that I've pulled here today has been verified by several people. I mean, we, we try not to do anything on the show that will inevitably be questioned and raked over the coals later on at any later date. We at least try to do our due diligence no matter what we cover here. Absolutely. And this all starts... On a moonlit night in 1980, with Vince McMahon Sr. and several other promoters shaking hands in an agreement to never compete with one another and to essentially stay in the lane of their own respective territories, right? Oh, okay. All right. It goes all the way that, that far back, huh? Yes, it does. But in 1984, what happened? The death of... I'm going to need a bigger cup of coffee. you got to tell me. The death of Vince McMahon Sr. And what happened happened after that? Vince Jr. took over, right? Vincent Kennedy McMahon. 
And what did he do? Slowly but surely. Hooked everybody? He went national and took down promotion after promotion. And as time went on, superstars were born and wrestlers fell to the wayside. Professional wrestling died and sports entertainment took its place. Wrestling was considered a dirty word. A word. Isn't it a isn't it a banned word now? I think, I'm, or at least it's one of those that uh, is rumored to have been quote unquote banned from their TV. Even exactly, it's just fucking stupid. It's something Orwellian in nature. It's very 1984. Yeah, I, yeah, right. I, I, yeah, no, I, I see your point. Yeah, and obviously you have controversies arise steroids well let me tell you something brother yeah. concussions what the hell is this what the hell was the doing cole oh my god Lester went to the shooting star press murder today former champion chris benoit found dead in his atlanta home ring boys i did it my way but at the center of it all is the real wrestling illuminati I'm with you. At the center of this is a cabal. And this cabal was founded after a secret meeting that a ceremony of the Cauliflower Alley Club was being held at. Several names that you might recognize were in attendance. We're talking Vince McMahon, Hulk Hogan, Ted DiBiase, Pat Patterson. Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, Jim Ross, and many others that became the backbone of the wrestling scene in the 1980s to set the terms. And they've done several things. You know, it's, it's, a ba- it's basically the backroom dealings that write the history of professional wrestling, including competition. <laughs> They fabricated several things. Number one, Austin's firing from WCW. Number two, Paul Heyman's placement at Eastern Championship Wrestling. Number three, the death of Owen Hart. Number four, the case of Chris Benoit. So you're saying they're behind all this and more? Yes. I mean... Everyone knows, or at least they should, the uh, conspiracy theory that is Kevin Sullivan was behind Chris Benoit's death. And, but Kevin Sullivan was a pawn. Obviously, if you're saying that these guys were behind it, but hey, you gotta give me more. Let me tell you, this, this is this is good. I want you to think about this for a second, right? How can this happen? How can a publicly traded company like WWE have all these skeletons in their closet, right? Yeah. Oh, things happen when they're found out. An example, the streak being broken. WCW going under. I own. WCW. The Montreal Screwjob. Bret Hart gave up with a sharpshooter. Austin's broken neck. Oh, no. Two-star pile driver. Shades of the Undertaker. 
the Judy Bagwell on a pole match. A Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. A what? That's a classic. T- oh, TNA being bought by Billy Corgan. Vince Russo. You're saying, wait, you're saying that they're even behind that? Yes. Vince Russo by himself. Speaking of ballless, gutless pricks, Vince Russo. Hello, Vince. Is one of the things that happened due to the Illuminati being found out. Just his mere existence in the wrestling world. Yes, his existence in the wrestling world was specifically brought in to cover it up. Notice, okay. Notice how Vince Russo came in and began, you know, oh, we're gonna we're gonna break kayfabe, we're gonna have a shoot interview, we're gonna have a shoot promo, everything like that. Why do you think that is? The reason being is because if they make it seem like they're not hiding anything, they can hide everything. And WCW so going. What you're saying is all these are basically their attempts to play the, as I call it, the look over their game. <laughs> the moment you see something that's just absolutely incredible, and then someone looks and goes, yeah, but look over there, and diverts your attention just for a quick second. You want to know why Daniel Bryan retired in 2016? Why? The Wrestling Illuminati. No! 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 Okay. Here's the thing. What happened to Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30? And he, he, isn't that when he went over? Yeah. And won the title? Yes. Won both titles. Yeah. Yeah. But why was he in that match in the first place? Well, if I remember right, I mean... They kind of, I mean, at least played it as if the fans more or less um, hijacked everything and gave him such a big backing that they had to do, quote, what's best for business. This is very true. This, I is, mean, that's how they played it. Yes, 100%. And this was one of the times in which the wrestling Illuminati had to save face, right? They, mm-hmm. they couldn't just completely ignore the fans anymore because it would draw attention to what they have secretly going on. Mm-hmm. So what did they do? They gave Daniel Bryan his championship, and they took it away. And what did they do? They had doctors tell him that he couldn't wrestle anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 See, I don't know. I mean... Granted, this is some deep and heavy shit. However, I don't know, something about it just doesn't track. Why would they, why would they do that? Control. Uh, So basically, you, a lot of this stuff, at least from the time of WCW being bought, you know, going ass over tea kettle on itself and being just eaten up by WWE were basically just a power grab is what you're saying to try and control the world around them or the wrestling world around them. And maybe even just outside of the wrestling world in order to maintain the power that they now had. Exactly. And to, to basically try and be the last and only game in town exactly you see how well that worked out and this is the thing you said that it's 
in the wrestling world. But what if I told you, what if I told you that certain events have happened outside of the wrestling world that was only done because of the wrestling Illuminati? I'd say that, well, frankly, I'd say the last thing that I would have thought I'd say at this point of the day, which is you have my attention. Do you remember Muhammad Hassan? Unfortunately, yes. An Italian-born man playing a Saudi Arabian character. Which I still can't connect those dots, but yeah. And he was set up for a pretty big run. Yeah, that's that's the rumor. He was actually set to take The Undertaker. I think I had heard something about that on uh, probably a shoot interview or two. or I don't know, at some point or another, but that does sound familiar. And not only that, Mm -hmm. it was posed that he could possibly be the one to break the streak. (laughs) Wait, that one I don't remember hearing. It was even slightly considered at one point or another, at least that's what you're saying, that he would be the one to take down the streak, which I don't even... I'm bad at math anyway, and without this coffee having kicked in, I can't exactly remember where the streak laid at that point. But you're telling me that he would have been the one to end said streak. Absolutely. Sounds like a dodged bullet on their part that they didn't do that. But anyway. But let me tell you this. Mm-hmm. Muhammad Hassan wanted power. He wanted money. We interrupt this episode for our dramatic retelling of that event. Hey, Vinnie Mac, I want the more money for playing the Muhammad Hassan character. Wow, what are you doing? Forget about I'll it. I'll tell you what, Muhammad Hassan, as a chairman of the of the World Wrestling Entertainment, hey, uh, you, you need to get the hell out of my me. office, and I swear to God, I I'm a sick Triple H on you. Muhammad Hassan, you need to get out of this office, or I'm going to beat you. Get him, Macho. Ah. Oh, yeah, Macho Man's dropping the elbow. You don't even know who you are. How the hell did the Macho Man get in here? Screw you, Vince! And he was going to do anything to get that power. And the wrestling Illuminati told him no. So you want to know what he did? And what would that be? He killed off his own character. He told Vince McMahon, Take this job and shove it! I ain't ready But Vince McMahon couldn't just abandon this idea. He has to have some reason for Mohammed Hassan to go away. So what did he do? He fabricated the London bombings. Hold on, wait. Wait. <laughs> oh, I, I had to shake off some cobwebs. Did you just insinuate that the wrestling Illuminati and the man or the individuals 
at the top of said a wrestling Illuminati, if it exists, were behind in at least even a loose way behind a terrorist attack. Like the um, London bombings. A terrorist attack? I'm going to go down this rabbit hole, but yeah, maybe. What is one of the greatest and most goodwill giving events that the WWE puts on? That would be tribute to the troops. Absolutely. And when did they begin heavily doing tribute to the troops? Was it? It was, it was even before the uh, London bombing, right? It was shortly within, I want to say, a couple of years, if not even that, after 9-11. Bingo. Right? So wait, you're saying that even if it was just via a little bit of money, that in some way or another, this supposed... So you're telling me that the Wrestling Illuminati, even if it was just via some funds, had anything to do with one of the worst, most heinous, and yet most memorable moments in probably either of our lives. I mean, it was it that right there is pretty much our version of when Kennedy was shot. You talk to either of our parents, uncles, aunts, whatever the fuck, those who lived during that time, they all remember where the fuck they were when Kennedy was shot, even if they were all of about a... And that's probably going to be the same way when we reach, you know, 67, 70, for 9-11. And so you're telling me that even if it was just very loosely, that if this group, if this group of individuals, this power, this all-seeing, overbearing power exists, that they had something to, something to do with that. You are looking live at a sold-out Kingsaw University Stadium as we welcome you to WWE Crowd Jewel. Do you know what was in World Trade Center Building 7? I don't know, but I'm sure if we asked Jesse Ventura, he could probably tell us. World Trade Center Building 7 talks for seven minutes. Oh, Jesse Ventura may think he knows what's built in Building 7, but I can tell you exactly what's in there. Okay. Go on. In Building 7, there was one of the first official... WWE Performance Centers. Oh my god. The hell you say? It's true. It's true. It's damn true? It's damn true. Wait, but wait, 
Okay, so where is where is that information coming from? Where where do you get that bit? I can't reveal my sources. But I'm literally looking at my neighbors now and going, I'm ready to hang them up and gut them and skin them and chop them up. And you know what? I'm ready. My daughters aren't starving to death. I'll eat my neighbors. Okay. But they're inside. Well, obviously they were inside that building. And let me tell you, it's bad. What he has gone through to get this information to me has been bad. And if he ever gets found out, there's no saving him. See, I don't know if this is just one of those moments that you're fucking with me. If this is one of those moments where everything is true, or if this is one of those moments where everything, almost everything at least, is bullshit, and yet you you dabble this little nugget of truth within everything just to make me doubt whether it's all bullshit or if it's all true. Because I, I, I will say that the Muhammad Hassan thing, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, Sounds feasible just because, uh, how can I, trying to put this as eloquently as possible, even though my eyes are crossing and wanting to fall, wanting to close and fall asleep. Uh, okay, so, under, Ultimate Warrior, We, I'm sure we've all heard the story about how he... Got a little bit too big for his britches. Wanted a shit ton of money. We interrupt this episode once again for another dramatic retelling. Hey, bitch, you gonna give me more money? Well, uh, Ultimate Warrior, I'm, I'm the chairman of the WWE, and uh, I, I can't do that. Get out of my office. I don't think that's okay. Well, if you don't get out of this office, I'm gonna have to stick Triple H on you. Ultimate Warrior, let's <laughs> get out <laughs> of here. <laughs> Wanted a whole bunch more power than he had and was trying to craft his own narrative. He, he gave Vince that infamous, well, now infamous letter and then. Vince basically did everything he could to get the match in the ring, as he put it, I believe, only to then immediately in the aftermath, um, if I remember right, give, give Warrior his own letter and fire him. Yeah! One moment, giving such a response to an individual wanting more power of any sort that actually makes what you're saying about his response to Muhammad Hassan I mean at least kind kind of believable I guess but think about it this way they have to be doing this for some reason. Yeah, I mean, I, although this doesn't make a, you said Flair was Flair and Jim Ross. You said were supposedly in the birth of the wrestling Illuminati. It's false. No way. Not this time. We created it. 
Not this time. No, not this time. It's totally made up. Pure fiction. It's fiction. It's fiction. We made it up. That's correct. Another thing, just another little tidbit that does give merit to any of this. But recently, you saw... Do you watch Dark Side of the Ring? Yes. You saw the uh, Plane Ride from Hell episode. Yes. At the very end, they question why nothing happened to Ric Flair in all the uh, disciplinary actions that were taken. Yes. And Jim Ross, of all people, actually, he more or less just shrugs it off and in his own words says rick flair is a was a made man well after his prime looking at the well even though he stayed longer than he probably should have well into his twilight already in what was that 2002 ish uh that this happened and yet he was still a made man to the point where they considered him um, important enough that he could do something like it's purported that he did without having video proof. I'm not going to say he, he fucking did it, but we all, at this point, anyone who's listening to a wrestling-related podcast probably knows what he was... Uh, what what it was said he did and even in the face of actions like his he's accused of, of doing he was a made man the only reason I could think of that he would still be a made man at that point in his career in such in the face of such an uh, the horrible accusation and only reason I can think that Jim Ross would consider him a made man is if either of them knew something maybe we didn't and so that kind of tracks that they would have been both a part of this um, this group this these this meeting these meetings so I mean I'm not saying that everything that you're saying is spot on or there's truth to it but it makes it believable it makes it feasible i want you to listen very carefully because what i'm about to say is the final nail in the coffin that is what you used to believe about pro wrestling i don't know there's a lot of things i've believed over the years about pro wrestling and so far, while very, very, very far-fetched, you haven't exactly... I mean, granted, this is something I never considered possible, but it's it hasn't so far been all that surprising, if true. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're going to have to go very deep, very far, and throw a Hail Mary in order to shock me beneath titan towers in hartford connecticut there is a chapel in that chapel 
blood has been spilled. The fuck? From ring boys. All the way up. To the heaviest of heavyweights. Blood has been spilled in that chapel. To service the deity that the wrestling Illuminati worships. Say what now? Notice Vince has an affinity to the muscle-bound heavyweight wrestlers. People like Batista, The Rock, John Cena, Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, it really... Even for a long time, they it was said that he felt HBK, who ended up being one of their biggest stars, was too small. He's always had a bit of a soft spot or hard spot for those who have muscles upon muscles upon their muscles. And why do you think this is? I couldn't venture to guess, but I'm gonna... I gotta believe you're gonna tell me. Meat. More meat on the bones for the god that they worship. Everything you've said so far, looking at other things, I might be able to go, okay, interesting. I gotta say this is a bridge too far. At least for me. You, you gotta give me more. The god I mean, that I, the god that they worship is not Satan. It's not Baphomet. It is an ancient cow god. Wait, so an ancient an ancient cow god. That's correct. And not only that. Sounds like a sounds like the premise of I'm sorry, <laughs> a wrestling Illuminati worshiping a ancient cow god sounds like the premise of a bad song in the mid-90s by Green Jelly. If I get any more shocked, I'm gonna have to at least hold on, do I need to go get some underwear? Because if you're gonna make me shit myself, I need a new pair. Vince tried to reveal this to the audience once. Okay. In the late 90s, the word of the cow god became flesh. I'm sure you're going to tell me if I'm wrong, but if I had to guess, and it's... This is... If this is how they did it, it's spot on. A little too spot on, even for me. But are you talking about the... It was me, Austin. It was me all along. No. Really? Okay. Okay. The cow god made flesh was none other than Mantar. Wait, wait, what? Uh, But wait, so you're telling me that Mantar, if everything you're saying is true, which again, call me skeptical, but you're saying... That supposedly, reportedly, reportedly, Mantar, or at least the premise of Mantar, was brought up and thought up by, I guess, you could call it Vincent, (laughs) the inner circle. 
in order to kind of spell it out in a way. Exactly. Um, okay. All right. You did. You shocked me with that one. Well, maybe not shocked, but you surprised me a little with that one. Well, that's all I got for you now. But wait, okay, so... You... You so you're telling me that things like Austin getting not only axed by WCW but possibly even when he got hurt and laid out you know for months by Owen and then you know Owen's death and and just all these these little things are at least if you, if this is to be believed which again yes you you did your due diligence and I'll say you brought something huge to the table I'll give you that and uh, you you know in a way whether this is true or not you redeemed yourself for uh, past incidences but you're saying that this is all more or less connected in a web of just fuckery in its own little way. That's correct. It almost makes me want to go. I have to admit, well, I don't know if I believe a word of it. And while we're not saying this is, pardon the pun but gospel this this is something that even if it's just a conspiracy theory it's out there and as with any conspiracy theory you gotta look at the the proof and mm, wall very 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 far-fetched this the proof that you've given and I don't know if I necessarily I would have thought a bunker was under Titan Towers before I would have thought any sort of fucking chapel. Um, and while I don't know if I believe a cow god, I believe that it's there is some proof to the pudding that this group of people that you laid out and possibly even more would have gotten together and in a way conspired to control. I don't know if they would have gone to the lengths that you're saying, but a lot of them I could see going to great lengths to conspire to control the wrestling world. Um, maybe I don't, I don't know about the world as a whole. That's still a tough piece of gristle for me to be able to try and chew on, but I could see some, yeah, I, I mean, I could see them at least 
getting together and forming their own. I mean, shit. The territory, the owners of the territories got together and tried to control their own little world in a small group of people. Okay, maybe not too small, but still. And that was the fucking NWA. That was, that was the, the alliance. I could see this happening in a much smaller group. And it almost makes me want to go back and watch, just dive right in to everything from the WWE programming to some of their documentaries that they have on the network. The fucking, just any and all shoot interviews that you can find on YouTube and really pay attention to what is is not only put out there by WWE itself and the moments that they try to tell you shit without telling you shit, but also what some of these shoot interviews and these guys who are either... And you can't take everyone's word for it completely because some of these guys just might be a little sore that they got fucked over while in the company. But even under the bruised ego, there might be some, you know, some meat on the bone, pardon the pun. So it makes me want to go back and just watch all this shit and just kind of view it with new eyes, so to speak. I gotta say, you gave me something to think about. I I can only hope that it's not gonna consume me and I'm not going to think about it for as long and as hard as you did. But, yeah. It's, um... Wow. So, that's where we are. You, you woke me up and just dumped all this shit right on my plate. And now, not only am I hopped up on coffee and can't get to sleep, probably if, even if I tried. Yeah, fucker. I, I gotta say, the more I think about this, the more it becomes very likely that I might not get any fucking sleep anytime soon. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're not. No, I'm not. Anyway, you can find me at RevJess underscore FL Radio on Twitter. You can find my Edgy Boy content show, The Church Absurd, on all your favorite pl- podcast platforms. Our movie content show, Acclaim and Shame, on all your favorite podcast platforms. As well as my wrestling podcast, The Fatitude Era. It's, it's out there somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Running loose. That's correct. Uh, running wild. <laughs> uh, you can find me at at the Fickle Fanboy RPM on Twitter, at the Fickle Fanboys Podcast on Instagram, uh, on the Fickle Fanboy Facebook page, um, which I gotta say, for anyone who's looking at that southern bitch and saying, are, are they even still a thing anymore? Yeah, drop the ball. I'm not gonna go into why, uh, but it, it's still a thing. I'm still there trolling any dumbass who decides to show up and question anything we say, which I'm sure there'll be a lot of questions after this one. 
but yeah, it's it, it's still running and uh, up, and it's just it's hobbling along right now. But go there, and, you know, interact. We'll have some fun. Exactly. Uh, let's see here. I think that's about it. I mean, other than you, know, we they obviously found us here. Uh, you told them where to find us for claim and shame. Yeah, that about covers for me. There you go. Uh, I, I gotta say, I'm you surprised me with this one, man. When you told me what you woke me up for, I was, I'm not gonna lie, I was thinking this was either gonna be really good or it was gonna be the podcast equivalent to The Messenger, the Joan of Arc, Arc story. Uh, and you, you surprised me. You shocked me a little bit, and it's um, it was a good one. Hopefully, we can. This might be a new leaf, as I said before. It, you know, a new chapter. We might be able to get a little bit more of that uh, the, the energy and and kind of chug along a little bit. Um, we'll see. I'm I'm not letting you off the hook yet. But yeah, you you did good. You done good. Well, I tried. Uh, but until next time, folks. Join us next time as we look at heavy metal and heavy metal two thousand. Who wore it better? Uh, actually, no, that's not. Uh, the answer is obvious. Uh, heavy metal. And okay, so there you got two for one in this episode because that was a short one that was um, not even really a debate (laughs) all right folks so until next time we'll We'll be be seeing